What's going on? Welcome in to All Canadian, the first of the OUA season where we will be announcing Players of the Week. Uh, Connor, we were in Carlton, obviously. Your knee, holding on for dear life right now after that adventure. Oh my uh, God. Do you want to start with the Offensive Player of the Week? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's start off with uh, with the OUA Players of the Week. Obviously, we do the recap videos on Sunday for all of the OUA action. So we've already talked about every single game. Uh, so if you do want to hear us talk about the OUA, it's out on YouTube. Uh, we should actually probably start. That's this is on me. We should actually probably start putting them out as, as podcasts for you guys to listen to as well. So we'll do that for week two. That'll be coming up pipe in week two. Uh, it's been it's been a storm trying to get into the week one of the OUA. But yes. We were at Carlton. It was a lot of fun. And the offensive player of the week is not coming out of Carlton. <laughs> the offensive player of the week coming out of Waterloo. Questions all year, man. We talked about this leading up to the season. What the hell were the Waterloo Warriors going to look like? What was this new era of Waterloo Warriors football going to be? Who was going to be the quarterback? And we found that all out very quickly. It was Nolan Caban, who had 200 passing yards and four touchdowns. But he's not the offensive player of the week because three of those passing touchdowns and 110 of those 200 passing yards went to James Basiliga, the wide receiver from Waterloo as they topped the York Lions 41-8 in that game. So James Basiliga with 110 receiving yards and three receiving touchdowns is DC a perspective OUA offensive player of the week. What a showing. Uh, Yeah. I mean, Four for 110 is crazy enough because that's a huge average, but adding three touchdowns on top, that is is certainly a feat to have. And there was lots of great offensive players, Jaden Blackman, uh, Josh Ferguson. We had Keon Edwards as well, who is up there. So it was a tough week, but the three touchdowns stood out more than anything else for the receiver. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, we've got some kind of controversy here. Uh, Shaheem Charles Brown is the defensive player of the week for the Carlton Ravens. If you're just stat sheet surfing, uh, it's only going to say three sacks. Come on. We were on the ground. We counted. four. It was in the first half, people. This man was all over the backfield. I'm sure Andreas Duek is sick and tired of seeing 97 in black, white, and red. Uh, four sacks, six total tackles. He was a freak. So... He is taking it. I know there was Danny Valenti Jr. with uh, his three INT performance, but the four sacks ties a Carlton uh, school record. Uh, it was quite the performance, and he was a force, even when he wasn't making an impact on the stat sheet getting sacks. So four sacks, Shaquem Charles-Brown, three names, four sacks, one win, and he's moving on to week two as the player of the week. Congratulations to Shaheem Charles Brown on that one. And Danny Valenti, three interceptions. That's an impressive performance. I'm sure we'll be reading his name at some point this season for that Defensive Player of the Year award. But let's move on to the final award, the Special Teams Award. Uh, I'm going to handle this one if you don't mind, because it's coming out of my alma mater here. Campbell Fair, the kicker for the Ottawa GGs. Four of six, along of 46 in the game. And he hit a game-winning field goal with basically no time left on the clock to edge Ottawa 19-16 over the Windsor Lancers. Man, what 
can't this kid do? We've seen him do it in the biggest moments now. We've seen him do it from 40-plus at Panda, and we've seen him do it from 40-plus now in, in a season opener to seal a win in the season opener on a long Windsor road trip at that. I know we are, always talk about that, but still. I know. like He's got bust legs, and he's still kicking field goals that well. Uh, no, take this in, though. Campbell Fair, Ottawa scored 19 points. He had 13 of them. Since Ben Miracle scored his touchdown, like his two-yard touchdown, halfway through the first quarter, Campbell Fair kicks the extra point on that, and he's the only Ottawa player to register points for the remainder of the game. On the road against a tough defensive team in Windsor. Uh, great game by Campbell Fair. I know he went four of six, uh, but it was four big field goals and... Like you said, he hit the game winners. Well. Yeah, hit, hit the one that meant the most or mattered the most, I should say. And I just want to take a pause. I don't think we said this. Um, I don't think we said this in our OUA recap, but I don't often speak too kind of, of Carlton. It's hard for me to do after all these years. But those white helmets, dude, that they brought out, I just want to say before we get into the rest of the OUA action from the week or the rest of the U Sports action, I should say from the weekend, that those white Carlton helmets were super clean they were super clean let me propose this to you though do you like carlton's white with the black shield or do you like queen's new helmet with the retro stripe and the one-sided numbers that one's i don't know i can't pick between the two i like the carlton one-sided numbers i'm gonna let you know right now like alabama when they do the one-sided numbers I am a huge sucker for that. It is such a classic look. It looks so sharp, so clean. Uh, I, I will say, like, as a, a kid, and I don't think this is any secret, like, growing up in the Kingston area, like, I was a fan of Queens football from, like, ages, whatever the time I knew what a football was until, like, I chose to go to university. But, I mean, for me to see Queens bring back those uniforms with, the, like, the helmet stripe and the, the UCLA shoulder striping and the Red Sox, man, those just look. Those look so good and like, sorry, they had the blue socks this week. They're mixing it up. They, sorry, I guess I'm I'm recalling oh, the no, picture they, from they the had, preseason, but like, yeah, yeah but they had the blue socks on this both. week and be man, like, well, and you talked to you talked to Snyder about it, Coach Snyder about it too, right? Like, those, yeah, those uniforms were were, were incredible. They they look good in the preseason. They look damn good after a win. Uh, so that concludes our players of the week. So for the OUA, so Campbell Fair. Shaheem Charles Brown and James Basiliga. Uh, meanwhile, we had two other conferences get underway this last week the AUS and the RSAC. Connor, we're each going to pick a game. We can rip through all the scores here from out of town. X over SMU, 25 12. Uh, Bishop over Acadia, 13 5. Montreal over Concordia, 26 18. Laval over Sherbrooke, 27 3. Connor, pick your game, pick your favorite, talk about it for a bit. Have your choice. Yeah, I don't really think there were any, I mean, outside of the OUA, I don't think there were any major surprises this weekend, like X beat Smew, sure. Um, Bishops over Acadia, I mean, I don't really think that one's all too surprising. Bishops that's, is kind of not surprising. trending trending in age. Acadia is kind of rebuilding. Acadia but... going down, <laughs> Bishops is going up, and the trajectories have definitely overlapped so i'm not i'm not overly surprised by that one and then laval doing their thing against sherbrooke but the one i that i want to talk about is montreal concordia and i think you guys probably knew that we were going to get into this one because our guy olivier Wa 
was out there holding his own. I'm not going to say like he was he was great, but yeah. he was holding his own against Montreal, which I mean that's tough to do. And I know it's early season, but still, Olivier Wa 13 of 26, so he's 50 percent on the day. 193 yards and a touchdown. He did have an interception, but still, it, in that one, it was it was a 26-18 win for Montreal. So Concordia was was in there in terms of first downs. Montreal 26, Concordia 20. They're hanging in offensively. Total yards of offense, Montreal had 432, and that's where Montreal is. Montreal, when you have 432 yards of offense and you're averaging 7.3 yards per play. It's tough to do. To Concordia is only 245 yards of total offense. Now, mind you, with that with that in mind, 26-18 loss still doesn't look that bad. But then you go to Jonathan Seneca's stat line, and he goes 21 of 27 for 276 yards and three touchdowns in the game. And you're like, oh, okay, well that's fine. And and then you look at what they do in the ground, and they're and they're running back Bertrand Bolio, 23 attempts for 103 yards. I mean, that's kind of essentially what Keon Edwards and Edward Winati do for Evan Hillock at Western just now in the RSEC. I mean, Evan Hillock didn't throw for almost 300 yards because he didn't have to. His running backs almost ran for 300, but still. Um, okay, so so talk to me about this. Montreal every year over the last handful of seasons has thrown out a quarterback with a big arm, a really fast receiver, whether it's Hassan Doso from last year or uh, Carl Shabbat led them this game. Carl Shabbat or Kaya, Kevin Kaya from a couple years, uh, the year before COVID. Uh, and then they throw out a hammer of a running back. Last year it was Rishon Giroux and Bertrand Beaulieu. This year it's Bertrand Beaulieu on his own for the first little bit. Uh, this formula for Montreal is set. They're going to throw a ton of deep balls on you. And if you lighten the box to help it, well, guess what? There's about a 240-pound running back who's going to be smashing you in the face. Uh, I think the formula is going to work. I want to see Laval play them and <laughs> and get a piece of that because it's it's going to be – that's obviously where the set goes. Every year it comes down to that rivalry, that battle. Um, so great start by them, but I want to see where it goes against Laval. And I will say, just before I let you go here, shout out to our other guy in this one, Philip Lemieux Cardinal. Three tackles in this one, two sacks. Come on. Uh, all right. I'm talking X and St. Mary's. It's the first game for Steve Samara at SMU. Uh, you know what? He got an eventful first game because he got to take a little road trip twice in one day. Not only did he have to take the road trip to Antigonish, he got to ride the bus at X. I'm talking about Malcolm Bussey. Man, oh man, did we talk about this uh, prior to the year. 19 of attempts for 120 and two touchdowns. This man just puts the backpack on, says, hey, O-line, let's get going, and they take off. This X team is going to be a handful. Look, Silas Fagnon, 9 of 21. No touchdowns, 180 yards. Looks like an awful stat line. Until you remember that he gets like 200 yards rushing from Malcolm Bussey, Caleb Fogarty, and he contributes a couple yards himself. This team is built around this offensive line and Malcolm Bussey, and I don't think 
there's a team in the AUS that's going to stop them this year. The bus trip is rolling. Steve Samara was the first passenger, and they're moving on to week two. It was, yeah, I mean, it was very clear that X was going to try to force Smew to ride the bus, and I hope this catches on because we just love saying it. Um, interesting note on this one, too. Um, Malcolm Bussey very easily could be a candidate for player like U Sports Player of the Week this this week. He was the last U Sports Player of the Week to end the 2021 season, so he could go back to back to end and start stop, the year. They but just stop, I, they just stop and refuel. Then, then all of a sudden, it keep just, moving. Just hit the road. Keep riding the bus. Guys in McCoy, super reliable. Never had one of those breakdown on a bus trip. And I mean, but, like, <laughs> I mean, uh, when you look at the receiving game, though, like Zachary Kareem, one for 58. There's no volume to any of these guys' gains because Fagnon was 9 of 21. But Bussy added 19. Harrington, 3 for 30. Connor Ross, the tight end, 1 for 30. Like, there's there's so many different outlets and playmakers that X has that are true weapons. Like, Zachary Kareem is blazing fast. But he's kind of in this role like Hassan Doso, Kevin Kaya, Carl Shabbat, where it's, we're going to run at you. Savon Magda Jones is a perfect part of this too over at Western. We're going to run at you. The second you blink, our blazing fast receiver, gone. Have fun catching him. Uh, so I'm excited for X this year. I'm excited to see Malcolm Bussey. Honest to God, I think he is going to be the player of the year out east, and he's going to be representing the AUS in the Heck Creighton finalist. Ooh. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. I didn't know you were going that far with it because in my head I was going, I don't know, man, his his teammate Alex Fetchin might rival him. Seven and a half tackles in this one, a sack, three TFLs. Want to throw a shout out on the defensive side of the ball to him as well. I don't think he's going to rival Bussy for a heck, though. I didn't know you were taking it that far. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm all the way in on the bus, not stopping until he gets to the finalists. But uh, no, so that's uh, that's the week that was, I guess, the the two games that we wanted to talk about. This week, we got some good matchups, O'Connor. Uh, we get the start of Can West. It is Labor Day weekend. Uh, so we've got Sask-Calgary is the very first game and Regina-Manitoba. So two outstanding games out in Can West. Alberta-UBC, they always play each other tight as well. Uh, but there's games all the way through Friday to Monday, uh, obviously Monday, Windsor at Guelph, Carlton at Toronto on the Sunday, Queens at Ottawa, where we're waiting on injury reports to see if we're actually going to be there or not. Western at Laurier, Laval at McGill, Bishops at Mount A, Concordia at Sherbrooke, York at Mac, and Acadia at St. Mary's. So two 0-1 teams in the AUS trying to fight for it. Uh, X gets the bye, Bishops gets to move to 2-0 and and the top of the table. So uh, big week in week two. Lots of lots of matchups that are going to tell a lot about this season. Yeah, I'm super excited for that uh, that Can West Friday night too. Sass Calgary, Regina, Manitoba. Those are two heavy hitter matchups to start the season. So people aren't talking really about the Regina Manitoba game, but but this is Man. going to be a big time matchup. Like we talked this week. I I don't know if Calgary is going to be there this year. No, I, I just I just don't know. Uh, New quarterback in Spolatini, I think that's his name. Uh, but they've moved on from the JJ and uh, Adam Sinagra's and, <laughs> and Adam Sinagra era. 
And Manitoba and Regina have been building. Regina's Josh Donnelly, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I don't want to hear any arguments about this because there are none. Uh, Manitoba, meanwhile, <laughs> they they rolled out Tuchinski last year. Uh, he played very well. They were bringing back Des Catelli this year somehow. Um, so maybe he's the starter again for the Manitoba Bisons, but their DBs always fly around. They've got an athletic defensive front uh, run game, and they travel very well. They're always a tough out for teams, but I'm, I'm really looking at this Manitoba Bisons team to make a push. And I think Regina is going to be there as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to watch this Regina Rams team. I have been all off season. I mean, we know what Josh Donnelly is. I can't wait for him to go out and, kind of show everybody else what it is. You heard Dweck talk to talk about it, right? Like Josh Donnelly was one of the most cerebral guys at East West. So I think that's going to be on full display. Not that and, I'm not excited to watch the other games, but dang. And don't forget coach McConkie's second full year as head coach. Yeah. So we, uh, we get another year of growth with him as well. Not just the players on their team, but uh, I, w- I will say Josh Donnelly is looking clean in that red L axiom too. Yeah, I'm a fan of the Axiom. I wasn't when they first put them out, but when I saw someone wearing them, I was like, oh, yeah, they, they are kind of sweet. <laughs> See, I wasn't a fan of them when they first came out because it was CJ Stroud, who I saw wearing them first from Ohio State, and I just can't have that. Well, you saw it hitting the turf quite a bit whenever you saw it. So No, I think it was his, like, I don't think it was, he didn't wear it last year. I think it was camp this year or something, like spring uh, camp. Oh, yeah, it was spring camp, spring camp. Uh, but... On that note, if you guys want to get in on the action, make sure to get ready for some of these games by heading over to CoolBet, the best sports book in the country. Uh, The U Sports lines were not up last week. I believe they're coming up this week now that all four conferences are in. Uh, If you guys want to get in, head over to CoolBet. Make sure to get in on the action. Must be of legal gambling age and in Canada to play. Stay cool. Bet responsibly. And as the season ramps up, as high school seasons get close to getting underway, get over to Fox 40, get all your referee, coaching, whistle, accessory needs, whatever you need, Fox 40 has it. And we've got you covered with a 15% discount. At checkout, use code CFP15. And again, get all your whistles, coaching boards, ref gear. Man, you can get a Fox 40 hoodie. You can get your players' mouth guards there still, I believe. Like anything you need. Fox 40's got you covered. CFP 15 at checkout. And as always, check us out on social media at Wade Zank, at Connor R. O'Neill, at CF Perspective. Uh, Players of the Week, you guys you guys get a little sneak peek if you can get this podcast in before 9 o'clock. I mean, it doesn't take long. But I think that this upcoming week, we've got a chance to have some great players in the OUA. Uh, Lots of good matchups. So stay tuned. Enjoy your day. We will be back on Thursday to tee up whatever is left in the week. Be